Narragansett's Information Station, 1540 WADK. It's the Open Forum on 1540 WADK. Call 846-1028, 846-1028. Now, the Open Forum on 1540 WADK. Good afternoon and welcome to the Open Forum here on a Friday, the final day in May. It is looking to be a gorgeous day out. 74 degrees right now here in Newport. That is above the high temperature that was called for this morning, so... Getting greedy there. And uh, today it's a special show. We are joined by Suzanne McDonald from Newport Interactive Marketers, Angles and Insights. It is an interactive marketing and insights show today with Sue and her guest, Lisa Griffith. Yeah. Good afternoon, ladies. Hello. Hello. Hi. So we are fresh off of last night's Newport Interactive Marketing event at that parlor. And uh, we had Lisa give us... So many great tips that we just wanted to make sure everybody had the opportunity to hear them. And um, Lisa is a productivity certified professional organizer and productivity consultant. And this, I thought, was the best in part of And you can go on to the NewportInteractiveMarketing.com website and read about her and her bio. But she holds a certificate in time management and productivity from the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, which I love. Like, <laughs> yeah. whoever branded that is genius. Well, they rebranded themselves a few years ago because they started out as the NSGCD, which oh, yeah. is the National Study Group for Chronic Disorganization. And they started as a, a study, a, as a, a research hmm, organization cool. like 30 years ago. And then about six or seven years ago, they realized that uh, there was so much need for what they were looking for that they began to certify uh, people, um, people like me, not just um, working with as a certified professional organizer, but working specifically with people who have chronic disorganization, ADHD, executive function issues. So they changed their name. And I love the name. NSGCD was a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knew what it stood for. Right. But the Institute for Challenging Disorganization... Right. I mean, you know exactly what that is, right? right. Yeah. yeah, it's so genius. It's a it's it's a wonderful group. A lot of good, a uh, lot of good content with their stuff. Yeah, and we were just chatting before the show about some questions from last night, which we'll get to. Mm. But what I what, a lot of the conversation afterward was about isn't this now everybody's problem? Like, just are there still organized people out there, <laughs> or is it just me? <laughs> I think but aside that from you. Everybody, aside from me, you're making the biggest assumption oh, there. Right, there we go. <laughs> um, I think that everybody struggles with it to a certain extent because I think uh, our lives these days, there's just so much coming at us from so many different directions. Mm. And unless you are really seriously disciplined and focused, which some of us are some of the time, but mm. not everybody is all the time. Right. So all of us struggle at least a little bit, I think. And some people really struggle a lot right so okay yeah. it's yeah. a matter of degree i think that was part of yeah. how we branded last night's talk was mm -hmm. battling back digital distraction mm -hmm. because for a lot of yeah. people who go to nim events mm -hmm. they are really you know like on facebook for clients and doing this and doing that and i myself basically um you know i took my two and a half average day off you know completely offline which I stuck myself in a safari in Africa to, you had to, go to, to make Africa that happen. To get offline, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I and every other year I've done that and just completely disconnect. Mm. And I think so for the a lot of people who go 
to Newport Interactive Marketing events, and a lot of business owners, right? It's just impossible to turn it mm-hmm. off, and I think we're really struggling to uh, to fight back, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the gist. Mm-hmm. But I think it's become, and and you know, I was talking to my mom about it, and she said, "Well, and my in particular, my dad has no idea. Like he thinks." But one of my brothers works so hard, like, all the time. I was like, this is how everybody works. Mm-hmm. This is just the way that the world is. Mm-hmm. And, and and my mom sees that. But it's interesting how their things have just changed significantly mm-hmm. and make it really hard to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that what you're seeing? Absolutely. I mean, I think, the first of all, the, the social media piece of it. You know, I was very aware last, last night, a little ironically, I am talking to people who spend their lives on social media as a, as mm. they make their living mm-hmm. and saying to them, you got to turn it off. You got to shut it down. You got to walk away from right. it. And it's not as hard for someone who doesn't have to make their living at it. Mm. Right. But for someone who has to be, I mean, you really have to be right. online and social media is a huge chunk of what you do. Yeah. Major chunk of right. what you do. Um, I think it's even harder. Yeah, because I I just I find it that for the average person who's not necessarily in marketing, who's not necessarily having to be Mm -hmm. in social media and online all the time for people like me, I have to do it a little here and there for my business. But I can choose to shut it down. Right. It must. And how hard it is for people who don't have to do it for a living. I can imagine how hard it is for people who have to do it for a living to shut it off. Yeah. You got to go to Africa, I guess. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the origin of Lisa's talk was we sent out a survey um, in January. And we're actually, we're going to send it out again mm-hmm. just to update. But basically, it was for planning purposes. So, you know, over the winter, I planned January, February, March, April, May, June events for NIM. And I said, hey, what, what do people want to hear about? What do they want to learn about? What are your marketing concerns? And the last question was open-ended. What is your biggest challenge? And everybody open-ended, and there's dozens of responses, came back and said time or some equivalent of time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, great. And then I happened to be on Gail's show, and mm-hmm. you were, and we were all sitting in the mm-hmm. studio together. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll take your cart. So I'm really <laughs> excited. You know, it takes a while because we have some great speakers in the pipeline. But yeah. it was super helpful, I think, for everyone to get to hear what are some of the ways that we can, that we can kind of get control of our lives back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. actually get something done. Yeah. Exactly, because that's really the key. And it so, is. what are, what are some of the the tips that um, that you that stood out that people seemed particularly responsive to? Well, you know, it's interesting when you said, um, you know, that the point is to get something done. But what I found is that people are really busy mm. and they're getting a lot of stuff done, but they're not necessarily getting the stuff that really needs to be done. Mm. Done. Mm. We're kind of, uh, you know, that whole thing about I'm crazy busy. And I have a colleague who actually has a presentation that she calls "Crazy Busy is Not a Badge of Honor," mm, because love it. you know when you <laughs> when you're talking to somebody, it's almost like a contest. Well, I'm really busy. I'm just swamped. Well, I'm so busy. I'm not even sleeping, and <laughs> and it's kind of like a contest as to who's more stressed out and who's busier. And um, the clients that call me and the people that I see in my workshops and my presentations don't really want to be that way. But what's happened is they have allowed themselves to get sucked into that notion of, well, the more I'm doing, the more I'm getting done. And that's not necessarily true. You know, and I think one of the things that I spend a lot of time coaching people on is to, it's it's the last big point I made last night. 
you got to figure out what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. And the Stephen Covey calls those the big rocks. And there's a story that goes with that. And I don't if, if you want to know about it, you got to look up Stephen Covey's big rock story. It's a, it's a fairly long story. And I don't want to get into it now. But it's basically about figuring out what's the most important stuff in your life. All right. Is it doing getting more ahead at work? Is it making more money? Is it spending time with your family? Is it, I really need time to work out and uh, plan out my nutrition every day? Everybody's got a few really big things. And I always say to my clients, I should be able to look in your calendar Mm -hmm. and I should be be able to look at your to-do list, your task management system, whether it's in a planner on a piece of paper or whether it's in Trello, you know, in a project management, some kind of project management software. But I should be able to look at those two things and see what your priorities are. Right. And if I can't see that, then there's two things, one of two things going on. The first one is your priorities aren't what they say they are. You, you are, you're thinking they're one thing, but they're really something else. Or you really are, you really, your priorities really are what you say they are, but for some reason, it's not getting translated into real-time, real life. And that's usually the reason, and that's usually why people call me. They will say to me, you know, I have one woman, she's an insurance executive, and she said to me, um, particularly when I come home in the evenings, I want to be productive, but my, my love, my desire is the volunteer work that I'm doing. And I feel like that's getting short shrift. I don't have time for that because I'm so swamped. With I, I work all day, and then I come home, and I bring several hours of work home. And part of her issue was physical disorganization, you know, paperwork, digital documentation, all kind of disorganized, email issues. Everybody's got email issues. But the other part was she hadn't really figured out some systems and some processes to put into place so that she could spend less time doing the stuff that she was kind of spinning her wheels on and more time doing the volunteer right. work that she right. loved. And, and do the things so, that, you're, that you're fulfilled by, regenerated. Exactly. And some people are, are fulfilled by the work that they do. Yeah. A lot of people. I am, for I sure. I am, too. Um, and <laughs> I... I'm fortunate. I lo- one of my priorities is to make sure that I have enough time and enough focus on the work that I do, because that's, that's one of my goals. So I'm not saying that your priorities should be something outside of work. But there probably should be one or two things outside of the work so that you have a more balanced kind of work-life balance thing. Going. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I find that. So what I do is I make a list of what what do I want to accomplish this month, mm-hmm. right? What's And then I break it down into weeks. And mm-hmm. then I break it down into like, okay, here's some time chunks mm-hmm. that I need to be working on these things. And a lot mm-hmm. of times that does tend to be at night. Mm-hmm. Or maybe on the weekend a little bit, you know, if it's raining or something. But but one thing I need to work on is putting prioritizing those mm-hmm. um, those bigger projects. Like mm-hmm. for example, launching the NIM membership site mm-hmm. and getting that going, and making sure that all the videos from past talks are up there, and and making sure that that's all accessible to our paying members because mm-hmm. the events are free. Yeah. And if you want to join and be a paid member, you can access all those videos. Yeah, which is taking forever. But I just need to focus. <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break and 
get some tips together for okay. our listeners. Cool. Sounds good. You're listening to the Interactive Marketing and Insight Show here in the Open Forum, led by Suzanne McDonald. Today, her guest is Lisa Griffith from The Organized Way. We'll be back after these messages. It's 1540 WADK and WADK.com. And we're back here on the Open Forum Interactive Marketing and Insight Show today, led by Suzanne McDonald. Yeah, we were just having a great conversation about the perils of actually opening up your laptop or looking at your phone because, poof, what would you say is the average time that elapses once you do that? Well, I think <laughs> it's different for everybody. Mm. If if you have an average um, distraction rate, if you're, in other words, if you don't have ADHD where you can get hyper-focused on something mm-hmm. or an executive function thing which affects your focus, just the average person, uh, for me, and I have really good focus, I can get lost for up to 45 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. I went. I was just telling Susanna Jacob that I was researching. I was looking for an article to back up an assertion I was making in, in an article I was writing. And so I went online because I knew it was there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I Googled it, and I, I found it, but then there was a really interesting link that I clicked on. I went to another article, and there was another link. And, and I was getting into, oh, well, this isn't really related, but this is really good because I was thinking about this topic, and I could write about this later. 45 minutes later, I had read everything but the original article that I was searching for, and I had 15 tabs open, Right, and I had completely lost track of time because I was reading interesting things, and I finally thought, you know what? One of the techniques I've learned for myself when I see these interesting links is to restrain from, I'll open it, but then I'll bookmark it. Right, yeah. And then I feel comfortable closing it because I know it's there for later. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then I take some time every couple of days to go through those bookmarks and say, oh, well, this was good. I'm going to read this now. This I'll save. I'll, I'll stick this in a different folder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's a little, just a little tip that I have found helpful to me to help right. keep me from going down that, I said, the rabbit hole, the Alice in Wonderland thing right. where you just The get research lost. piece, I yeah. think, is tough. And But one of the techniques that I that works for me is that you mentioned last night is to set a timer, mm. right? And to really focus and allocate. So I'm doing, I'm updating a lot of my presentations, going to be doing training mm-hmm. for clients and, and small groups doing events. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm coming across things and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to put this and I typically put it into my project management system mm-hmm. as ideas and things to look into again in the future I when i sit down oh good all right uh, when you when i actually like sit down and put the project together to put mm-hmm. the presentation together oh this is an interesting chart you know screenshot it and mm-hmm. then link it and mm-hmm. make a little note and then when i need to go back and then i also do the same thing on my phone mm-hmm. so if i see an interesting email that i think is really effective like for example JetBlue sends awesome emails I mean, they're just really, really? entertaining mm-hmm. and witty and short, and they're kind of how emails should be done. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll screenshot those, and then I'll screenshot the landing page, and then I'll save them in a folder in notes that is all about presentations, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not super organized. It's There's a lot in there now. Mm-hmm. But I already have all these examples, right? So now all I have to do is just export that whole folder and mm-hmm. like, boom, here are all my examples that I think are good, rather than like, oh, I need a good example of landing page. Let me look that up. So mm-hmm. I'm sort of compiling all these things because I'm reading those emails. I'm going through them anyway, mm-hmm. and just a way to categorize. Mm. But that's a helps. really good that's a really good technique because you're not allowing yourself to get 
drawn in. You're just right. glancing. I want to save this for later. Yeah. Um, you do it in notes on your phone? Is that what you do? Yeah, so I have an iPhone, and I'll screenshot mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then you hit the little arrow, yeah. like you're going to send it, and, and then, then I put notes. it into notes on, in a presentation folder. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, the nice part now is that it will ask you, do you want to delete the screenshot after you've done that? Oh, yes, nice. I so do. you don't have too much save stuff the space. in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I have several clients who love Evernote for that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't use it because I found it, I don't find it terribly user-friendly. Uh, I, I agree. I think it's a little more complicated than it needs to be. So I'm interested to hear um, Mm -hmm. that you do it in a much simpler way. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Right. I mean, Evernote is very robust, and but you do have to be really stringent about tagging things and getting them into notebooks. You can't just save and because then you end up again with a whole mass of stuff, Mm. and you're spending half an hour searching through it all to find what you need to begin with. Yeah. You know, the other thing I would do too is when I was teaching semester long courses on social media or event planning Mm. and social media, I would create boards and Mm -hmm. then I would pin everything to a board. And so I would actually just pull up my board and teach from the board a Mm -hmm. lot of times Yeah, and say, okay, and here's the assignment, go to this board and, you know, research, read the articles and write up a digest or whatever for an assignment. Yeah. And it, it tended to work out pretty well because I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare. But it's a good way. It's a digital way instead of, you know, we used to take papers and put them in a file folder. Right. And a lot of us still do. Um, But it's a digital way to essentially save files of things that have Mm -hmm. been categorized. You Mm -hmm. don't have to search the piles of paper on the desk or all the stuff in the phone. Yeah. The other thing, we don't have a printer. I know. I I was talking to you about that last night. I love the fact that you don't have any paper. Yeah. At your home. Right. Yeah, yeah, we don't have, a, and I just started co-working at Innovate Newport. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good, another perk, because they have a printer, and I yeah. happen to sit right next to it. Cool. But um, it, it it's amazing how it really transforms you in terms of, do I really need to print this? Mm-hmm. I wasn't big on printing anything anyway, but, um, yeah, I think that's another way to just streamline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me. We are supposed to be heading towards a paperless society, mm-hmm. right? That's not I your experience. Absolutely, we've gone in the opposite direction. Yeah. Absolutely the opposite direction for several reasons. Um, I read a statistic uh, a couple of months ago when I was preparing a presentation on paper management uh, because there's still, I still walk into offices where you can't see the desktop, you can't see the floor because of the piles of paper. And there are two, the statistic I read said that um, we are getting more paper. I'll call it junk mail. It may not may not all yep. be junk. Mm-hmm. More paper junk mail in a week than our grandparents got in their lifetime. Wow! Because That's of direct crazy. marketing yes. and all of that Awful. stuff. Those I marketers are terrible. thing every week pro- in my I, yeah. I, and I I man, don't want it. Can I, I, I just, sign to me? Get rid it of this? just as as a productivity expert, but also as someone who cares about the environment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's getting to the point where China doesn't even want our recyclables anymore. Oh, they you know, stopped we can taking rec- our right. garbage. We, yeah. Can, yeah. we can say, oh, well, I'll recycle it. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of little things. Uh, there's a great app out there. It's 20 bucks a year called Paper Karma. Mm, and you download it on your phone. And when you get, it works great for catalogs. When you get a catalog you don't want anymore, it opens up, you give it access to your camera. You take oh, a picture nice. of the mailing label and with the with your mailing label and the the company mm-hmm. name, mm-hmm. and you 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 send it to them and it says unsubscribe me, and within a couple of weeks and it takes it takes a while right because this stuff goes out six to eight weeks but it in works. advance, 
it's worth every penny of the 20 bucks. This is 1999 huh. a year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They started as a free app and then they sold it to somebody and they that very smart person monetized right. it. Right. But for 20 bucks a year, I have cut and I do like to order things online, but I have cut my catalog consumption down by at least 70%. Yeah. And I only get a few that I really, really want to mm. look at. Right. Um, and every once in a while, they'll throw another one in there because they're always, you know, trying right. to get you back. And it just, you know, click. You and know, that's it much takes... easier because normally I call. Right. And, you know, by the, they don't have the number that's oh, on there. And, and it's this. so they make time things, consuming. They intentionally And Paper Karma figured that out. Right. And it may take uh, a little bit more time when you first start out because mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot more catalogs. I used to kind of pile them all up on the table and after a couple of days, I'd spread them out all on my dining room table and click, 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 unsubscribe for all of them. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of time, you get fewer and fewer and fewer. Right. Mm-hmm. They catch on. Um, it helps. It's a huge difference. The other thing that I want to tell people about is is a website called optoutprescreen.com. And that helps you get out of all of those credit card offers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all that stuff that has to do with financial thing where they're trying to get you to sign up for, you know, mortgage, you know, sign up for an increased line of credit or that kind of stuff. Um, you can't, it's hard to opt out of a, a, a company you're already doing business with, like your bank or your mortgage right. company. They're probably going to keep sending you stuff. But for the people who just send you random paper sure. solicitations, opt out prescreen.com. That takes a little bit more time, Opt-out but it does down. cut down on that credit card, financial kind of well, solicitation they send more, stuff. And they'll send more than just paper, like a, like a fake credit card. So I there's know. some plastic. The other day I, I got a, a key to my new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. You know? And then it just goes in the garbage. Oh, yeah. Or here's a check for $500. Oh, love those. Right after you give us your social and your exactly. firstborn. Yeah. You know? And I always say to people, you got to shred that stuff. You know, people are, they yeah. really don't want to be bothered. And unfortunately, shreddings are not recyclable recyclable anymore. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it was uh, the RIRRC, which is the Rhode Island Resources uh, mm. Recovery Corporation. At one time, if you double bagged your shreds in two clear plastic bags, hmm. and I used to save my dry cleaning bags for that. Right. Um, but what was happening was people weren't doing it, and the shreds would hit the line, and the machines would... Tear the bag, and the shreds would go all over the place, and it would clog up the line. Mm. So they had to stop accepting shredded paper. All right. However, you got to protect yourself. Identity theft is really prevalent, so you really do have to shred. If you if you want to minimize the amount of shredding, you got to open up those envelopes, and you got to pull out the thing where somebody can fill it out. Right. You know, like a credit card solicitation. Mm -hmm. Pull that part of it out and shred it. The rest can be recycled. Mm -hmm. Most of it's just marketing literature. Oh. Um, if I was quicker, I could have helped you on that. So I <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we're gonna sneak in a break right here, okay? Okay. And uh, we'll come back and continue chatting. We have in studio today Suzanne McDonald from Newport Interactive Marketers and Lisa Griffith from the Organized Way, and we'll be back in just a moment. It's fifteen forty WADK and WADK.com. And we're back here on the Open Forum Interactive Marketing and Insights Show today. It is 74 degrees right now and gorgeous. We have Lisa Griffith and Suzanne McDonald here with us in the studio. Yeah, we got, speaking of rabbit holes, we got talking about taxes, yeah. tax prep, because that came it's up as a, a question hole. last night. Like, yeah, how did. do you How do you deal with it? And just briefly, because we want to get to some of the tips that you gave last night, mm-hmm. one of the things we talked about was... Um, was using your year-end statement from your credit card, mm-hmm. and then also that 
you would save receipts for things that you would deduct off your taxes and not necessarily other things. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the gist. Am I missing yeah, anything? Well, yeah, because I think people, uh, particularly business people, are really uh, conscientious about saving every piece of paper, every receipt that they get. Mm. And some of my clients, I have to redirect them and say, is this receipt directly tied to a tax deductible expense or is it, you know, the playground set that you bought for a kid in your backyard? Well, right. unless you're running a daycare center, right. guess what? It's not tax deductible. <laughs> so you really don't have to save all of that. Mm. Um, and we were talking about, uh, and I don't know because there should, there, I'm sure the accountants out here know, the IRS used to really want the original receipt for something that you charged on a credit card and not the credit card statement itself as your backup documentation. But I don't know if they've gotten easier about that, if that's changed. Um, But a lot of times you can just, if you get your statements online, you can just print out the end of the year statement. They will categorize them for you. Yeah. Um, And that's a lot of your work done right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the other thing too that I do is I take all my receipts and I just put them in an envelope. I take like a, you know, bank envelope or used envelope, stuff them in there and put the date you know, what month it is. Mm-hmm. This is April, May for 2019. And then I just sh- like shove it in a bag somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I do <laughs> that. I, I have a, a multi-pocketed, uh, like an accordion, small yeah. accordion folder mm-hmm. that I've just labeled with the different deductions that I take. Oh, that's You nice. know, one for supplies, one for travel, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Whatever is still deductible now. I'm not sure what's still deductible yeah, right, with exactly. the new tax bill. But... Um, and I, you know, it goes into my file tray and once every month or so, I just file all that stuff into each category so that when it's time to do my taxes, I don't have to sort through everything. Yes. I just pull it out. I got to tally it all up, right. but it's all right there. Right. So I don't have to have go to searching it. for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, once uh, a couple of months ago, we had open mic tips night mm. at NIM. And one of the tips was from a bookkeeper who said... Mm-hmm counterintuitive to what you just said but mm. basically save anything that you think would be tax deductible oh, yeah. and then let the bookkeeper or whoever's preparing your taxes figure out whether or not it's actually deductible well, if but there's a right. question the you should obviously. absolutely keep it yeah if there's a question you should absolutely keep it but it's for if it's personal use you know sure. people are keeping their national grid bills their electric and gas bills mm-hmm. for 20 years <laughs> yes. for their homes well unless you're running your business out of a home or right. it's a rental Right. You know, where you can take that. You don't that you don't need to save that stuff. Yes. It, and really, just, if you really needed it, you could call them up and say, yeah, well, certainly usage? with uh, bank statements and credit card companies, you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So one of the we, we really kind of got into some some tactics that I got a lot of feedback already this morning that mm. people really appreciated. Oh, good. And and one of them was the Pomodoro. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. The Pomodoro technique. That's um, that's an anti procrastination technique is what I call it. Um, there was a graduate student, I was going to say back in the 80s. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. His name 80s. was Francesco Cirillo, who figured out that he worked, his optimal um, brain spurt work was about 25 minutes. And he had a timer that was shaped like a tomato. So that's why he called it the Pomodoro method, because Pomodoro is Italian for tomato. So it's really not cute. that complicated. But he would do what he called a Pomodoro, which was 25 minutes of concentrated work. And he'd set the timer for 25 minutes. And then he'd take a five-minute break, set the timer for five minutes. And then he'd do another 25 minutes. And he would do what he called four Pomodoros. And those were four of those 
sections, you know, work, break, work, break, mm. break. Um, and it's interesting because neuroscientists have done, there have been a lot of studies done on this, and they've really concluded that your brain works best in short, concentrated spurts. To say, I'm going to sit down and work on this project for the next four hours straight is, first of all, it's not realistic. Second of all, it makes you more inclined to procrastinate because mm-hmm. you're looking at this giant, mm-hmm. um, almost like the elephant project in the room. Right. And there's this old expression, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And it's kind of that philosophy of work in short spurts. Mm-hmm. Don't expect yourself to sit down and work for three hours straight without a break. It's not good for your brain. Right. Um, your brain really needs that switch off just for a little while. But the key to it working is to set the timer for the break mm-hmm. as well as the work time. Because what happens is you could work like crazy for 25 minutes. And if you forget or you don't, if you choose not to set the timer for the five minute break, an hour later, you're scrolling right. through social media, sure, sure, you know, yeah. looking at people's cat videos, you know? <laughs> so you really. Those are it, the best. Yeah. <laughs> Power washing videos. Power, oh yeah. Cathartic. One, you, you, yeah, you one of my networking friends I was talking to yesterday, he runs an event in Maine, and he was like, I, and I get all kinds of Facebook ads for power washers. <laughs> so they're very gratifying. Because he watches That's those great. videos. Yeah, yeah, it's very satisfying. Yes. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But um, so you have to discipline yourself to, to just take a break for that break time. But uh, because it breaks things down into short spurts of concentration, your brain's working at a more optimal level. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I suggest to people is when you have, if you're really procrastinating because you've got this giant project and you really don't know where to start, is to chunk it down. Um, David Allen talks about this in his book, Getting Things Done. Uh, he says, what, there's a difference between a task and a project. A task you can do in one single step. Mm-hmm. Done. Pay the national grid bill. Send a quick email to so-and-so. But a lot of times on my clients' to-do lists and on their whatever they're using to, to manage their, their tasks, I see things, and I said this last night, like uh, respond to Jim's email, pay the, the electric bill, do income taxes, buy milk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all kind of in a list. And I say to them, well, do income taxes a, is a project. It's not a task. It's a multi-step right. event. Mm. So you got to break it down. So when you got these big, intimidating projects and you're procrastinating because you don't know where to start, the first thing to do is sit down and break it down into small chunks, mm-hmm. single-step tasks. Like with income taxes, it would be gather your receipts. That would be the first step if you haven't already done that. The second would be sort the receipts into the deductions sure. that you're taking. Yeah. The third step would be tally up the receipts. I mean, if you think about it, it's all a separate step. Mm-hmm. The next step would be download TurboTax or whatever it is you're using to file your taxes. So if you think about it, if you break it down into small chunks, not only is it less intimidating, but you have a much better idea of how long stuff is going to take. Right. That's oh, this really could take me six hours, but if I break it down into 15 tasks, well, this will take me 30 minutes, this will take me 60 minutes, and you can fit it into your day better. Right. Because and actually you know get exactly. it done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And carve out the right amount of time. Exactly. So it takes that big elephant and breaks it down into small bite-sized chunks. Cool. Well, when we come back, we want to talk about some other techniques to get us there. Cool. All right. All excellent. Right. You're listening to the Open Forum 
Interactive Marketing and Insights show today, led by Suzanne McDonald. Her guest in studio with us is Lisa Griffith, and we'll be back after these messages. 1540 WADK and WADK.com. And we're back here for the final segment of the Open Forum Interactive Marketing and Insights show today. In studio, we have Suzanne McDonald from Angles and Insights and the Newport Interactive Marketers, and Lisa Griffith from The Organized Way. Yeah, so we were talking about breaking down projects, Mm -hmm. and last night... You brought up a really great technique, which I've actually used before. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, getting back to what you said, it's better to do it actually on paper Mm -hmm. rather than there are apps and things like that you Mm -hmm. can use. But I find that a big piece of paper Mm -hmm. works well. And another technique is um, if you draw a fist and then inside the fist, you you write feathers, you write the things. No, like like this, not like a not like a turkey feather. But make a fist and put it on a piece of paper and draw a circle around your fist. Yeah. And then inside, you write the things that you want to be working on. And then you write on the outside all the things that you don't want to be working on. Oh, and that's so cool. that's another way to yeah. think of mind maps. Yeah. Is- what the, so mind maps is, right. is what I suggested last night as a tool. It's my favorite tool for chunking things down. Yeah. For breaking those big projects down into small bite size chunks. Um if you search mind maps, you will find tons of examples of them online. You will also find mind mapping software, and you can make some really cool, beautiful-looking mind maps. But my caution for that is sometimes you can get completely absorbed in the software and making things look beautiful and defeats the whole purpose of what you set out to do, mm. which is to chunk your projects down. And so my suggestion is to take a piece of paper and a pen. And, for example, when I'm looking to do uh, a new presentation and I want to put together a presentation and it's all kind of floating around my head and you draw a circle in the middle and you put the topic of the presentation in the middle. Like last night's was Battling Back Digital Distraction. That's the title. And then there are offshoots that go almost like the branches of a tree that go off that middle circle. Hmm. And each offshoot is a major topic associated with your project for me it was for example chunking things down and the second one was uh turning notifications off you know dialing down the distractions and another one was using a timer each topic had a big branch that came off the circle and then the subtopics come are little branches that come off the main branches and you just you can get everything out of your head in about 10 or 15 minutes down onto paper, and it's this very cool visual representation of all the steps of your project. And then you can take that mind map, and then you can use it as the tool to get it into your project management software or, you know, just your to-do list and your calendar, but it breaks it down into small chunks in a very fast, easy way because it doesn't matter what order everything comes out of your head in. This is a David Allen calls it doing a brain dump, mm-hmm. getting it all out of your head. Doesn't matter how it comes out, just getting it all out. And once it's all out, then you can manipulate it the way you want. Right. Yeah. So for a, for a small business owner, right, who's trying to do everything. Yes. Making using the fist as yes. the technique, and then you're like, okay, this is what I need to go to the bank, and I need this, and I right. need somebody to prepare my taxes, and how do I do this? And yeah, your what, fist could be right. chores for today or tasks for today. Even, right. You know. Right. Exactly. Uh, but also in a more, who do I need to hire, mm-hmm. and what do I need help with? Mm-hmm. 
that, you know, one of the things that I, I don't really want to be on social media all the time. Let's mm-hmm. say you're a small business owner and you want to be interacting with clients and, and your employees, then it's like, okay, maybe it's time to outsource that. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and work with somebody to help you do that. But I think um, there were so many great, great techniques out there. And but, mm-hmm. but again, with the mind map, I think piece of paper, and, and I'm a big fan of a pencil. Yeah, to say you can erase. Yeah, <laughs> with erasers and just boom. And that's how I make all my lists. And yeah, it's just life. Life is much more, much more doable with. It kind of cracks me up because if my children could hear me talking about mind maps, they would roll on the floor because this is something that kids are taught. At least my kids were yes. back in middle school. Right. This is something I learned from watching my children do it. Hmm. And it's it's a great example of uh, a learning tool that's applicable to anybody, particularly people who are very visual. Right. You yeah, like I to see, see things be. out rather than scrolling through a list on their phone. I don't remember learning mind maps. Oh, that's good. Maybe you have been distracted. <laughs> You're checking your phone. <laughs> oh, but I remember watching my kids do that and I'm saying, and this is long before there was software for it. Right. And saying, what are you doing? Oh, it's mine, Mom. What, what is that? But I just thought it was such a cool tool. And then I went to several project management workshops that used them. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I thought, oh, it's mm. not just for sixth graders. Right. You know? That might be a good NIM workshop. Yeah. Like come with a question and then we can... You can help guide people through. Yeah. Like, this is how you do the mind map. This what about pro- this? This what is about a come of the project. Yeah. Exactly. And that let's help it get it out on paper. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really fun. Hmm. Um, so anything else that we skipped over that you want to talk about? Hmm. You know, I was thinking on the way down here as I was sitting in, jealous of all those people, I was sitting in beach traffic who are going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, time management seems so such a big, hairy eyeball topic, you know, complicated, scary. But the bottom line is really just to figure out the priorities and then to set some boundaries around what you're doing. Specific techniques like chunking it down, using a timer, um, you know, making sure that if you need concentrated brain work time, that you are literally shutting off all those distractions, Mm -hmm. figuring out what your best time of day is for that. You know, they say, oh, everybody needs to be productive in the morning. I don't agree with that. Right. You yeah. know, these people who it's get up realistic. at 4 a.m. and work out and answer all their emails and come up with a new marketing campaign for their business and write the great American novel by 9 a.m. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm not even awake some days. <laughs> I mean, I'm up, but I'm not necessarily awake. Right. So yeah. finding the best time of day for you to do that really thoughtful right. stuff. Right. And then drawing boundaries around not allowing yourself to get distracted even if social media is your business, right. drawing boundaries around that. And it's interesting mm. because I've had a lot of conversations when I go to conferences about the more that you spend in technology, the more time you need away from it. Mm-hmm. And I once with, worked with a client that had as a target audience woodworkers. Mm. So I did a lot of research on woodworkers on Twitter, and you would be astounded at how many of them work in IT. Right. And so you need that. Yeah. For me, yes. gardening and vegetable gardening, that's what I do. Like, I'll, it's not to say that I'm not um, completely devoid of technology because typically I'm either listening to an audiobook or listening to something, so educating myself somehow. Um, but the fact that you actually are doing something tangible with your hands as opposed to like typing or like mm, tapping sitting in front of a screen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the screen it works is your brain a way. in a different way. Yeah. I'm a musician and I still. 
I sing. I sing with the group, and it works my brain in a completely different way. I think that that's and really important. And I think it's important. healthy, and I think you really need it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and as a way to unplug. Full mm-hmm. circle there. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So it's just, but but also understanding, giving your your time yourself time to figure out what is stimulating and restoring and versus and, what's draining. Right. Yeah. And, and understanding that helps you be more effective. One thing that I've and also habits. That's mm-hmm. why probably a whole other show because you have a habits. Mm. But I think that's something also to count on. Um, so after I drop my daughter off to school, which can be challenging most days because she doesn't want to <laughs> leave the house. And she's like, oh, I just got to like me, do this craft real quick. You know, and I know uh, that yes. she gets that from me. Right. So that's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to get better control of myself because I'm I'm passing on these bad mm. habits to my child mm-hmm. of like, OK, now you do the dishwasher and laundry but, 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 before you get out the door. When really. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just focus on getting out the door. Mm. But um, and to just say, okay, we need these habits, and so I'll go for a walk for even like ten minutes mm-hmm. right after I drop her off. Be like, and and recenter and sort of digest all that. Mm. But and I think those those are really important. But another habit that we have been talking about at NIM events is how it's important to come to events whether it's for the education or the networking, because mm-hmm. you're really investing in yourself, in your career, your business. You may not have any issue with time management, which I would highly disagree. I think everybody does. But, you know, let's say, so for example, in um, in August, we have a presenter coming down from Boston who is going to talk about link building and why that's important for your website and mm. important for your business growth. And while you may not want to do link building and have no interest in it, if you're a business owner or you are somehow related to technology or have a website, you actually should probably show up and like learn a little bit about it mm-hmm. to boost your business and, and educate yourself mm-hmm. so that whether you're doing it yourself or working with someone else, you want to have that information. But I'm jumping ahead because our next event is going to be at Innovate Newport. And if you haven't been, you got to check it out. It's great. And we have a panel of all big brand experts who probably between them, between the four of them, are managing about a million dollars in marketing budgets. Mm. Just a guess. It could be a little bit higher or a little bit low. But um, And they're going to talk about what are big brands doing that then can be adapted to small, mid-sized businesses. So mm-hmm. that's going to be June 20th All right. at Innovate Newport. And it's a free event. And uh, RSVP on newportinteractivemarketing.com. Excellent. Well, very good. And you're the organized way dot. Organizedway.com. Or, Organizedway.com. No, Sorry, there you <laughs> Organizedway. go. Organizedway.com. Well, thank you yeah. for coming in today. Thank you. you all have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. This has been the Interactive Thanks, Marketing and Insights Show here on the Open Forum. We had Suzanne McDonald from Angles and Insights and Lisa Griffith from Organized Way. Coming up next, it's Talking Business with uh, our newest show uh, led by Jim Campbell. It is 1 o'clock on a Friday.